Oh my gosh, guys, I am so excited to tell you about what's going on in here. We are talking all about eBay. And you want to know why? Because we've had so many people tell us that they're intimidated by eBay. They're scared to sell on eBay. Girl, boy, come on. Don't be scared. We got your back. Look, if I can do it, you can do it. Trust on that. So come on in and let's chat. Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of Consignment Chats. Today, you're not going to want to miss this. If you've ever thought about selling on eBay, which we understand can be a very intimidating platform, today's the day we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about all the different ways to begin and what levels and how to list, all that good stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to start with a little chatting about our week. Hey, Tiffany, how was your week? It was really good. I um, Sales are picking up now from all my listing like crazy. I've been steady listing and steady photographing every day. Photographing? Photographing. <laughs> Photographing <laughs> every day. I, I mean, my husband. My husband actually impl- implemented a limit. He said you have to do at least three photos a day and at least three listings a day. But I've been doing more than that every day, which is you know it's good because it's like he's like on me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, that, and then that gives you the yeah. I'll show you right. right. You'll even do better more than that. But like, this weekend, this past weekend, we actually got my husband out of this office into his own office nice and so i posted um, if you're in our community chats group you saw i posted a video asking for advice on how to set up my photo space still hasn't quite gotten there yet because of some other issues waiting for some uh, electrical things to, ha- to get fixed but but this weekend it will be done this whole room i'm revamping this whole room and we're gonna there's gonna be pictures so stay ah, i can't wait to see it Libby, how was your week? Uh, good week. Good week. Um, just just busy. I, I don't know. Family stuff and work stuff and getting ready for our first live sale, which will have been done by the time we do this. Molly and I have been doing a lot of prep work for that. Um, a lot of, I think we're probably going to learn the hard way um, on the live. Maybe Absolutely. <laughs> but we're we're going out there and we're doing it. So a lot of a lot of prep work has gone into that first one. So I can't wait to have it on and watching it while I'm working in here. Yeah. I hey, I bought my special bottle of wine. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. So I had a good week. Um everything just keeps moving forward. I find that every success and every um productive day just motivates me that much more to keep going. Um, The other thing that helped me a lot is we've had some gorgeous days. So Wednesday at noon, I worked all morning and I thought, you know what, we have done so good meeting and beating our numbers. And I've been checking things off my list every day. 
I am packing it up and I'm heading out. And I got in the car and I went to the park and I have this favorite Arboretum Park that I go to. And I love to go all the different seasons of the year because just to watch the changes that happen. And I walked and walked and walked and it was gorgeous. And I put my earbuds in and I enjoyed my music and just got out there and got rolling. So uh, good week. I was so happy for you, but at the same time, I was insanely jealous as we had probably a foot and a half still of snow and ice on the ground here where I live. So um, I'm glad you were able to get out and enjoy it. And it was gorgeous. I t- <laughs> Girls, I think we have so much to discuss on eBay. We should get into that discussion start rolling with it. Um, I know the reason we chose that is because in our um, chat on our Facebook group page and on the lives that we've been doing on Instagram and all, we've had a lot of um, feedback that people are just intimidated and don't know how to even begin and are scared of it. So how do they get started? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I was a little bit surprised at how common that theme was, like how people were scared to move in, specifically from Poshmark to eBay. And I, we started, we pretty much started on eBay, um, mm-hmm. Molly. Uh, Molly started yeah. on eBay. And, I did too. And you did too. Okay, so we all yeah. started yeah. on eBay. Mm-hmm. And for me, Poshmark is a little more difficult than eBay and a little bit more labor intensive. So it's always shocking when people, when people, you know, say that to me and there's always like this stigma around eBay. I mean, we've all heard it called Feebay because of the fees. Um, Fees are actually lower on eBay than they are on Poshmark, which is interesting. And um, I'm going to look at my notes here, but the audience uh, reach for eBay is just incredible. Um, mm-hmm. it's 183 million users, 183 million users, people shopping on eBay. And I mean, that's probably g- gone up in the past. That was the last statistic I saw. So I know that's been increasing as well. So to really that's- get your items out there, I mean, I think there's, I think it's the best way, um, if you're mm-hmm. ready to ramp up your business. What would, what would you say to people that are, that are scared? to? Think I just think that you should remember that that's 183 million globally, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people, if they're ready to ramp up their business, this is, this is the place to go because you often see eBay is, yeah. yeah, sell on Poshmark and eBay. Usually across the board, their eBay sales end up outranking um, Poshmark, Etsy, that sort of thing. So we're going to help you get started. Yeah. (laughs) And there's nothing to be scared of. I think the easiest way to do it is to jump on in and just open an account and get started. Like don't try to analyze or research. Just number one, open the account, right? What's the difference between personal account? Like, you know, my mom going on and doing a one-off to a business account. I mean, I know you both have business accounts, correct? Mm-hmm. So, no. no. Okay, so we have a personal, this is good. We have a personal account and a business account. So, you know, the difference, the ins and outs, the ups and downs. I think there's, I think there's not much difference. I wouldn't belabor it. And you could definitely change a personal to a business. Um, 
you know, it's just kind of if you want to keep your account separate and you want to open it in the business name, if you have an LLC or whatever, I think you can start either way. Don't it doesn't. It doesn't really matter if you're starting small and you don't have your LLC, you don't have your incorporation, whatever. Just open the personal account and, and get started that way. You can transition that to a business account. All right. Well, What's clearly, that? I mean, Tiffany, you've been successful with just a personal account, right? Well, I mean, I started when I started when I started shopping on eBay, basically, um, for my wedding because, you know, it was a Civil War wedding and to find things to go in your in the Civil War wedding, you have to like look in weird places, you know, so you can't just walk into a store and find stuff. So um, I did a lot of shopping for my wedding on eBay. So I just, you know, had a personal account. And then I just started selling stuff from around my house and I just haven't transitioned it yet, even though I have a business name and um, that is actually on my list of my to-do list. <laughs> like I'm going to do that now, but um, before, I mean, it hasn't hurt. I still have a, a store on eBay. Mm -hmm. I get all the business benefits. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's yeah. really, the only thing is that when I print a shipping label, it has my name on it instead of my company name as the return address. Okay. That's really the only thing I see is that's the issue. Yeah. What about fees? Does, do they change Libby with the personal no, no. versus mm -hmm. business? I not, not right. So what are the benefits? What are the benefits of it's business? Just, like, let's just say if you open it as a business, you can keep your, your account separate. Like you can keep your money flowing into your business account. It's really not a point I would put too much stock in. If you have a business, do okay. it your business name. If you don't, just do it in your name. You can always you can always change it. Not a big deal. Okay. Really not a big deal. So you can get like tax tax. Um, you can apply for a tax exemption if you're a business account too. So like when I buy um, things for resale, I don't have to pay tax on them because you know eBay holds your tax ID and. I know I'm kind of backing up a little because we were talking about you know fee and the fees and all, mm -hmm. but we didn't really break down where those fees come in. They're the only fees that you have to incur are the final value fees. And how much of the listing fees do we know? I mean, you can pay about, let's say about 10 cents a listing. It just, it depends on okay. different levels and stuff. Like, but what you really need to know is by the time everything is said and done and you've paid everything, usually the, all of the fees added together come to about 15 to 20%. Are there a limit to how many things you can list? without the listing fee yeah it depends on your store um your store level if you have a store yeah. okay and ebay's always running promotions like i usually tell people don't get hung up on the listing fee don't get don't okay. let that stop you it's you know cents it's cents sure and if you're sure. if you're even paying one it's it's cents right yeah. And that's what I think people need to hear, you know, that gets scared. I just think, I mean, I get why eBay can be so overwhelming mm -hmm. and you think it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. So what's the best way to get started? I love the app. And I think somebody just starting could do a listing from start to finish on their phone. As you get more advanced, there are um, things on the desktop that you may want to do. And I think one of the coolest things right now that eBay just did is the background removal tool. I know we love that. So what, what Molly and I do is we just open up the app. It says, you know, sell something. 
and or you could do a cell similar based on another item and you just take the photos right and right in that listing flow you can remove the background and make it a solid white uh, background for that item so it's super cool <laughs> molly and is I clean to, background removal i have to intervene like that background removal tool is my therapy moment it's so weird but i just love removing backgrounds because it rarely when you click it it takes the entire background out right or sometimes it takes some of your item out instead of just the background so you can zoom in and use your finger and it's like finger painting on your screen i just it's i was doing it this morning not why coloring right if it's you like thing. coloring you're probably gonna it, like this it, yeah it is. And I know this is such a silly thing, but I just love it. So I'll always say Libby and Polly, don't worry about it. If it doesn't do it right away, just save the picture normal. Because usually at night I'm sitting there, we're Netflixing my husband and I, and I'll just randomly pop up some of the newly listed, get to that photo and I'll clean it up for us because I just love to do it. It's my thing. It's perfect. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> now they're supposed to add that in the new <laughs> on the desktop soon. Some people have that ability, some people don't. But if you're just yeah. starting, just just do, use the just use the app. Make it easy on yourself. Yeah. Do it on your phone. Yeah. I actually just came out with a, a saying that yeah, that they're they're going to be doing the just the removal tool on the on desktop like Libby said, but they're also um, going to be updating their listing flow so that the the desktop looks exactly like the phone and vice versa. Like you get the exact same information either way. Yeah. That'll be nice. Um, That'll be I, nice. I personally don't use the phone at all. I use all desktop, but you don't. Oh wow! I, okay. I I actually hate my phone for I hate using my phone for any listing on any site. But that's just me. I'm a, I'm definitely a computer person. <laughs> Now, the other Funny. thing that the app has, if you're selling like commodity items that have a barcode or even like uh, uh, Nike is great, a good example. If you have that and it has a barcode on it, you can just scan it right in the app with your phone and it'll pull up that catalog information and it scans that UPC right into the right into your listing, which is awesome. Oh, it's awesome for books and CDs and anything that has that ISBN number as well. It just makes life so much easier. Love it. Love it. <laughs> it's really good. So you have that. Yeah. Here's another stump I think people get into. And I, when we first started, I would spend, this is my perfectionist personality, y'all. I don't like to put anything out into the world with my name on it. If it's not a hundred percent truthful, factful, and all the above. So when I first started as Libby's internet sales manager and was just getting into eBay, I would get into the longest, deepest rabbit holes on pricing an item. Suggestions? I mean, I got them now, but I'm gonna let y'all take this because um, I'm much better at it now, but, and there's more tools out there. So what about pricing? I think uh, Terapeak, I use that a lot. That's built into eBay under the research tab. And it gives you the sales history for a year. And it tells you what's out there. It tells you what's sold, what hasn't sold. Um, the only time I think, so it's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. And you can sort it by highest price sold, lowest price sold. And it really just gives you an idea. And I think where people get hung up is 
if you have an item and you know that item is under $50, you don't want to spend more than five minutes researching it. You can't recoup your money, right? Um, there are times when it does pay, like I just, just this morning sold this antique American pottery um, batter bowl, right? And it, it took me, it took me over an hour or so to research because it was just, you don't know the value. You have no idea. You, you know, so there are exceptions like that, but really you need to think about how much time you're putting into research. And if you can recoup that out of the item, like you definitely don't want to spend, you know, more than five minutes researching probably most clothing, right? And that information is out there and it's very accessible in eBay using Terapeak. I love it. What do you guys think? So I had this happen to me last night. Your name came up because every evening Nick and I will list some things and he'll help me with measurements. So there was a pair of Under Armour leggings um, that we had to list and there was no size tag, but they're in mint condition, but somehow the size got worn off of it. And so I got on Under Armour and I'm like trying to look at measurements so we could figure out what size it was, this, that, and the other. And I couldn't, they didn't have a length on it. They only did waist, but the waist wasn't matching up. And I kept going on and on. I finally stopped and looked at Nick and went, put it in the donate pile. Whatever it is, it's not worth the time I've just put into it. And I'm not putting another second into it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to get returned to us because the measurements weren't right. The size, just put it in the donate pile. Libby would tell me... <laughs> to walk away <laughs> what was our, our catchphrase was and we very rarely throw anything out but you know so take this with a grain of salt we usually donate or recycle but we would say when in doubt throw it out oh, yeah. when in doubt throw it out when you're hanging on and you're not sure just it, it's probably not let it go let it go let it go Bye -bye. and i said <laughs> libby would say i've already given way too much time to this item we got other good items, move it on. I find too a lot, and I know we used to do this in the storefront. I kind of try to remind myself of this in pricing clothing. A lot of times you can pretty much know kind of a flat if you do your research or, or in, initially, you can say, okay, when I get mint condition J. Crew tops, I just know I'm going to mark them all at this price. Mm -hmm. If I get mint condition seven for all mankind, you know, jeans that are slim cut, I just know they're all going to be marked for this. And then you don't even have to research. You just know like um, $29, $29. Anytime these jeans come in and they're in great condition and they're these brands, a flat 29, you know, and just be done. And you get to the point where you have that and you just go with that. Now we talked about auction and and fixed price as far as fees go, how do you determine? What do you guys use to determine if you're going to auction an item or do fixed? Place where auctions usually come in really well is if you have something and you don't have a comp for it. Like, um, uh -huh. you can't figure out what it is. It's some kind of antique or collectible. The price range is maybe all over the place. Maybe you're not seeing any other things like that for sale. Usually like a blue milk glass cake plate like a blue milk glass cake plate a very rare one yes so auctions auctions are uh, great for items like that if you just really can't determine the value and you think it might be you know fairly high and there's people out there um, collecting items similar yeah i don't do many auctions anymore um i i have done the auctions to get to um 
move stuff that hasn't sold in a while um, and uh, to get to get more people into the store that way. Um, and I have done it on some rare items um, before and um, it's been successful, but I've found that in the most recent years, auctions aren't going to work the way they used to. So I just like the fixed price. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think for somebody starting out on eBay, probably just building up that base of fixed price listings is the easiest, the most low maintenance. Um, probably, mm -hmm. the, I would say the best way to start is just mm -hmm. work on those fixed price. They automatically, they'll automatically renew for you. You don't have to go in and renew them. Um, so you put the listing up and then you just kind of forget about it until it sells. All right, what about shipping weight and dimensions as you're putting these listings together? eBay is so cool because you can have all that, you can have all that in there. So when you're listing the item, you can put the weight and you can put the package dimensions in there. So when you go to ship it and it sells, there's no guesswork. It's it's in there. You just print the label. Get a scale. Have a scale. Get a scale. Yep. It's, that's how I lost money so bad in the beginning because I didn't re, I didn't know <laughs> and I wasn't weighing things beforehand and I would just put it up and guess on the shipping and then I'd have to take it to the post office because this is way before this is back in the early days when you could didn't print the labels and and I was just like what it costs what to ship <laughs> like, you know <laughs> I lost so much money I mean, luckily it was my own stuff I was getting out of rid of my house, but it's like I had to pay you to like basically take that from me because I didn't right. do it right. So the scale is so worth it. So yeah. grab your scale, grab your poly mailer, order. They're so inexpensive to get 100 or 200 poly mailer bags that you can put all your clothing in. We do typically, we do our jeans in the padded flat rate. You still do that, Libby? I know we mm -hmm. always in the store, yeah. padded flat rates for jeans, which are free at the post office. Uh -huh. um, and it's a flat rate. I mean, it's a no brainer because it's a flat rate. Yeah. And I know people go back and forth on what you charge, whether you charge shipping or you, you pay shipping because the buyer or the seller. And that's a personal choice. Yeah. And I go item by item. Mm -hmm. I do it well. Yeah. Mine's item by item. Yeah. Mine, I'm not across the board free shipping or across board calculated. What, Tiffany, you what do you do? The easiest way for somebody like that's just getting started on eBay, like to decide whether they want to do free calculated, what would, because I think a lot of people get hung up on that ship, the shipping. What would be the easiest, I, easiest way for somebody to start? Sorry, Tiffany, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I think that I just do free shipping on any clothing item under a pound. Mm -hmm. uh, so that just goes first. Exactly. I feel like people really appreciate that free shipping and um, it just, um, yeah, it just, I just get more sales that way. I've tried it both ways mm -hmm. and I've gone mm -hmm. back and forth. And I think it's and the better. Most you're gonna pay, the most you're going to pay like that as a, as a seller is what, like $5 and something, if it's going cross country and under, you know, with the highest weight of first class, under $5. Yes. People yeah. get confused about first class and priority. So under a pound on eBay is first class. So mm -hmm. it would be great to start with a group of items. that's first class that you free and offer free shipping and you know it's going to cost you under $6 to ship. See, that's the thing that um, 
I think that's what scares people, especially Poshmark people, because they don't have to think about the shipping at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they're afraid of eBay because of the shipping. But honestly, I feel like you can get um, the the more buyers want to buy on eBay because you rather who wants to pay, you know, the Poshmark shipping fee, which is seven dollars and forty five cents, for you know a scarf or a bra or something very you know small. Right. When right. You, know, right. you can go on eBay and get it for free shipping. Free shipping, typically. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I recommend for people, I hear so many people, and this can be a real rabbit hole you can go down using third-party services for shipping, um, you know, pirate ship, shippo, things like that. If you are just starting, please use the labels on eBay. I think eBay does a phenomenal job. They provide a discount. Um, you're not worried about syncing up you know, your sales, you know, keep it, keep it simple in the beginning. You know, if you decide down the road to do something um, different, then great. But I would say eBay does a phenomenal job. I still use eBay labels. I still use eBay labels and I do a lot of volume and I don't see a significant difference with um, using a third party, but keep it simple. Here's another question for us to think about eBay as far as um, support, customer service, helping you along the way, experiences, comments. I've had great success whenever I have a problem by just messaging eBay for business on Facebook and they always respond. They handle my my problem and Mm -hmm. I've never called them. I, I, I always just do that. I've, I've spent a lot of time on the phone with eBay <laughs> over the years. Um, it, their customer service, I have to say, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, was atrocious, was absolutely atrocious um, about, what, seven or eight years ago. And I, yeah. was, I would, I mean, I would almost end up in like tears of frustration when I got off the phone. Um, they have improved leaps and bounds since then. So if you're like an old eBay seller that was really frustrated and you know, you're thinking about coming back to it, but that was one of your stumbling blocks. It has improved immensely. I, I call them, I'll use the chat feature, I'll use the email feature, um, and they are really protecting the sellers now, whereas you know, before they, they, they weren't. They weren't, they were much more buyer-centric, and I think a lot of the uh, customer service seemed to be outsourced, um, but now mm-hmm. I think we do a lot more, um, in country, like they have the reps in the country that, you know, they're calling from, which is awesome. I I can't say enough about how they've improved. And if you're one of those sellers that's thinking about coming back, you know, don't let that stop you because it is a totally different ballgame than it was years ago. Yeah. Now, here's a question that you two may be able to answer that I'm remembering back in the day when we started when it comes to eBay and their help. One of the things that they did help us with when we first started years ago that i found, do you remember an eBay coach? So you could sign up and do, do you remember that? So yeah. I would do once a month, I would sign up and have an appointment with an eBay like power seller who mm-hmm. coached me and I could ask questions. We'd talk about a topic. They would help me through it. Do they still offer that? I don't think they offer that anymore. I totally forgot about that. But what the yeah. course they have now, which I haven't done any of it, but I've gotten feedback from people that it's, it's really good is that eBay seller school. Mm-hmm. It's a self-guided course and you can pretty much use it at any level. Have you done any of the courses, Tiffany? It's free. I haven't done it yet, but I did watch a, um, a YouTube on it. Uh-huh. 
And I, uh, I was like, oh, I need to check that out because I, I feel like you can always learn. Like, I don't care how many years you've been selling on eBay. Oh, you're going to, you're going to find something in that course that's going to help you. Like, I'm sure. So I'm, I'm going to do it. We were going to talk about the levels. I think Libby, you had a breakdown just to share quickly. Yeah, about I just have the basic store levels. So, you know, things to think about when you get up there and you're, you know, you want to open a store, you, I think to run sales and use some of the promotional tools, you do need a store and they start at, I'm going to look here. Um, the starter store is $4.95 a month with an annual subscription. And that's for pretty much an occasional seller, but it's a great way to start. Um, basic $21.95 a month, um, premium $59.99, and then it goes up and up from there. Um, but I start with a basic store, be able to run promotions. You have tools and the seller hub available to you that you wouldn't uh, otherwise. So I would recommend. Each different, yeah. Right. Well, each different level has um, different selling limits for the month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you need to keep that in mind. So I, I worked my way up. I started at the bottom and I, then I started, got my listings big enough. So I went to the next one and then I got my listings. I went to the next one, you know, so that's just uh, how you can do it. It's very easy. Yeah. And the other, yeah. what was, there was something else I wanted to mention with the, with the love. Oh, okay. So if you're brand new to eBay, you open an account, um, you're a new seller and I just opened a new account for other reasons. And so I could better help you guys. So I do have a new account on eBay. Um, so you will have limits, you will have imposed limits and that's to protect the platform. So let's say you can list 10 items, you know, when you first open your account, you need to pick up a little momentum. So you're gonna do that. You're gonna list your items, you're gonna start selling and then you're gonna call eBay. You're gonna contact eBay and you're gonna say, look, you know, I'm, I'm doing well, can you increase my limits? And they're gonna increase, increase the limits for you. So that's something you wanna think about. Um, you will have a limit on your account and that's to protect you, to make sure you, know, you don't bite off more than you can chew and, and to protect the platform itself. So there's a reason they do that, but they're very reasonable and they'll up your uh, selling limits if you're following the rules and doing a good job. And here's what I think you're going to do. Those of you who've been scared of it, get that app on your phone, set up your account, get that app on your phone. Don't get all caught up in, oh, photograph this, photograph that. The photographs have to be perfect. They have to look like I'm in a studio. No, take your phone, snap those pictures. I have to tell you, you get 12 pictures. I don't ever do 12 pictures. It's very rare. I do three, four, you know, get those pictures on. Put your information in, do your little quick research on price. Don't spend too much time on it. It's not, not worth overthinking. Use that research tool, see what they sold for, get your ballpark, throw it up there, get it going. Yeah, Go, absolutely. right? Just yeah, do yeah. it. Start it. <laughs> yep. You got it. You got it. You can do that. Then you come, you join the consignment chats group, you get on our page, get in our group. And you talk to us along the way. We're here and it's not just us. We have a community of people who can help you as you hit those bumps in the road that you're going to hit. Because if I didn't hit it, she hit it, she hit it, they hit it. Somebody else had that bump. Somebody else will help you through it. And a couple of months from now, you're going to look back and go, remember when I was so scared of eBay and now look at me. Yeah. Yeah. So do it. So do it. So 
talking about our community makes me think about talking about our community and what's been going on over there. Um, before we jump into that, I want to remind everybody a little hashtag CC success. As Libby mentioned in our last episode, we're now in kind of a little head-to-head competition with another company that's using that hashtag, and we want to take it over. Your success can be going to the park because you did so well you went for a walk. Your success could be setting up your photo studio you've been trying to set up. Your success can be, I finally put my first listing on eBay. It can be anything like that. I made enough money that I bought myself a new coffee maker. I don't know. But hashtag CC success. We want to share it. We want to put your business out there. We want to be part of your community and we want you to be part of ours. So there's my little hashtag CC success. Tiffany, what's been going on over there? So in, over in our Facebook group, um, the it's the consignment chats community. We do have lots of fun stuff going on over there. Join us. And then um, when you join, there's a welcome post that's pinned to the top. So please introduce yourself and your business to us so we can take a look at your business and maybe shop. Never know. <laughs> Everybody likes to shop. We just had our first um, business, our challenge that we did in the group. It's called a business booster challenge. We're just wrapping that up now, but we will have more challenges and fun events coming your way. So don't worry if you missed it and ask us any questions. You can continue the chat on any episode. Uh, we're always there for you to, um, dive deeper into what we talk about so fun and so many different perspectives different people do things different ways I mean, the three of us do things very different ways so it's always cool to kind of jump in and get that perspective on reselling and consignment absolutely so if you guys all enjoyed chatting with us hanging out with us first of all remember hit that subscribe button Second of all, head on over to consignmentchats.com, and that's where you can find all ways to connect with us and know what's going on. So until next week, ladies, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, Find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.